Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Will the Nationals win the NL East this season? Disappointing year last year. I certainly think they're capable of it. I'll put them in the playoffs. I don't I don't think they're going to win the NL East. I'm just going to say they won't win the NL East. They'll be a wild card team. So you would bet, probably, you would bet under 89.5 wins because that's their win total. Yeah, I'd bet under that. Oh, by the way, are we doing that? To me, that there's just too many questions. Oh, yeah, we are? Yeah. I haven't gotten an email about it. Well, about, I sent you that text yesterday. I saw the text. Yeah. I thought that was just for like getting hooked at like the uh, sports book. No, no, no. That was a professional baseball handicapper's projected uh, his best bets on win totals this okay. year. And he had his, one of his best bets is under 89.5 with the Phillies. Okay. He didn't have the Nats in his best bets. Right. But if you think the Nats are going to make the playoffs – you would go over the 89 and a half because the four years they've made the playoffs, they have been way over 89 and a half wins. Right. But in a couple of those years, the division sucked. Yeah. I, I think it's going to be, yeah, it's I think better. it's going to be tougher. Yeah. You know, you've talked about the, the Mets before that they've gotten better. The Braves, obviously last year, you saw what they could do. And now the Phillies, mm-hmm. the Phillies might be the favorite. I, th- I know you have some of the numbers. If you want to chime in 800-636-1067, we've gone through spring training a couple days away. From opening day. Right. Do you believe this Nats team is a playoff team this year? Do you believe that they can win the division? And who do you think is the key to doing that? Cake says it's Anthony Rendon. No Bryce Harper. They need Rendon to deliver, which he's done in the past. Jason says Steven Strasburg because you need that one-two punch in the rotation. I say it's Soto. I'm just, maybe this is a pessimistic take. I just know... Based on what he did last year, some people think it's going to be, oh, smooth sailing. He's going to hit 35 home runs, hit 300 this year. He's yeah, he'll be do this every year. Thrill. No. Like, it, it won't be that easy. It doesn't Baseball's work that way. not that easy. Yeah, it doesn't work that way. I mean, Bryce didn't do that every year. Correct. Bryce would have an MVP year, and then he might have a down year. And another year where he was you know, very close to an MVP. It, it, it's not always the exact same production year after year. Now, you would love for the numbers to increase, right? Because he had 22... Drove in, um, how many RBIs did he have last year? Uh, well, my point is people are projecting it out because he didn't play the whole season. I think so he had 70 or so 75. Just, so they're just projecting out that Juan right. Soto, who's 20, is going to basically give you Bryce Harper numbers with like 35 home, more, uh, 35 home runs, 100 RBIs, hit 300. Well, based on the numbers last year, he had 414 at-bats, hit the 22. So if you give him the 600 at-bats plus, hey, you'd like to see another 30. 13 home runs. Yeah, should hit Mid thirties and obviously over thirty RBIs. But and if he, he might does have a down that, year. if he does year. that, then I think they can win the division. But I just don't know if it's going to happen. Still young, still kind of learning the game. If you want to chime in, eight hundred six three six one zero six seven. So you have some of the odds, right? I've got the odds here. Um, well, this is just win totals, and it's rare that you see. This is going to be the toughest division to pick because it's rare that you see win totals when Vegas puts them out with four teams all at least eighty six and a half wins. You got the Mets and the Braves at 86 and a half. You got the Nats and the Phillies at 89 and a half. All right. Yeah, you don't see a division like it's that. Very tough. You know, a couple. It's going to be muddled. You might see, you know, someone in the mid 90s 
maybe some in the high 80s, and then you're going to have a couple just dregs of yeah, what's that, the mid-70s. Speaking of dregs, what's the Marlins number in the uh, division? I think the Marlins were in the low 60s. Okay. I don't have that in front of me. But, like I said, Phillies, Nats, both at 89.5. Mets, Braves, 86.5. So but what are Vegas you inclined does, to do? Vegas doesn't really know who's going to win this division. Right. What are you inclined to do? What are your expectations? I think I might go under the 89.5 with the Phillies. And I might go over the 89 and a half with the Nats. Ooh, optimistic. I think the Nats are better than the Phillies. Not by a lot, but by a few games. I'm not going to touch the Braves and the Mets. But based on those two teams, I, I just think 90 is a lot for the Phillies. All right, let's go back to the phones. 800-636-1067. Talking Nats just a couple days away from opening day. Plus, remember, Saturday, 106.7 the fan day at Nationals Park. We're giving away tickets at 820. And if you go to the game... You can get a 106.7 The Fan lanyard and right. listen to Charlie Slows and Dave Jagler right. with your lanyard. I've already got mine. All right. If, if First, two questions for the, for the listeners. One, who's your most important player? All right. Who has the, who, who's the pressure on this year for the Nats to win the division? And then two, what do you think about the 89 and a half wins? Would you go over? Would you go under? I you like overs. I think I'd tickle the over. I know Jason. you're you're an over guy. <laughs> Let's go. By to, the way, we got a couple days. We got to get these bets in. Definitely true. It's probably not legal to get them in once the season starts. Can't right? do that. Done. Those bets are done. Let's go to Andre in Manassas. What's up, Andre? Hey, gentlemen. Good morning. You know, most of the stuff when it comes to baseball, I get when I listen to 106.7 fans. So it seems to me last year we had a the, the team had an issue with the skip. So, I mean, you guys were talking about what's the most important player. I mean, I think Martinez has a lot to prove. I think based on, you know, the, the conversations I was hearing last year, he went to the bullpen too much. And, um, and using the arms too much. And I think baseball, more than any other sport, your manager you know, plays such an intricate role in terms of how many runs you give up, how many runs you, you don't give up. So to answer the question, I, I guess I'll be inclined to, and I, to be fair, I don't really know all the managers in the, um, the NL East, but I'll be inclined to look at them and see which one has the most experience because he, that individual may be the one individual who may be able to you know, um, gin up a run here and there when the team needs it or save a run here and there to, to get to that total that everyone's talking about. Right, so, so what do you think? Kapler um, has the same experience as Davey, right? Kapler's in his second yeah. year or is he in his third year? I mean, I don't know if there's anybody that has a ton of experience in the division. Yeah, you've got Snitker in Atlanta. Um, Hold on, his last name is Snitker? That's the, that's the manager? Is it Brian Snitker? It's a terrible last name. It's pretty bad. Pretty sure. Kapler in Philly. Um, yeah, I mean, you got Callaway in New York. The guy with the most the most experience is probably Mattingly, the Marlins. Right. And they're and gonna they're be they're gonna be terrible. Yeah, they're nubby. Let's go to Joe in Aldi. What's up, Joe? Are you on with the Jugs? Good morning. Good morning, you guys. I got a I got a slight cold here, but you're talking about Harper, which you're gonna miss without Harper. I'll tell you what you what you're not gonna miss. You're not gonna miss him getting thrown out of five or six games. You're not gonna miss him getting all the umpires mad and everybody following him. And you're not gonna miss him in right field at that that park in Philadelphia, he'll, he'll play up against the wall because it's like Camden Yards is a band box. They'll butcher him out there. Those those people will be throwing hand grenades at him. That's yeah, what you're Joe, not going to miss. Up a good point about the defense. Um, yeah, he was terrible last year defensively. Some people said he, just he thought he was a center fielder. Remember yeah. that? Tell everybody he was a center fielder. <laughs> well, yeah, remember want... early in his career he would smash into walls. He'd get hurt. Last year he knew it was a contract year, and there are a lot of people who just thought he wasn't. Hustling for balls in the corners. He wasn't hustling like he used to early in his career. 
And then he talked about it. He had to play some center field. He said he's not a center fielder. I don't know why he was missing the cutoff man all the time. That seems to be pretty basic. That doesn't seem to do have anything to do with injury or whatever, but he was just bad. Like I don't study the defensive metrics, but I'm aware of them. He was one of the worst outfielders in baseball. Correct. He was. So that's an addition by subtraction thing. I think he was one of the thing. worst five. That's so he, he had a horrible year defensively. And I don't expect him to get that much better. But in Philly, they don't care about his glove. Right. No, and that, and to they me, want to hit 40 bombs. To me, that's Philly's problem. Is we're talking about the Nationals and what to expect. And this is what they're selling you. And maybe it's going to all prove to be true. But what they were selling us in spring training, what they're selling you is that this team is more balanced and deeper. And it's going to be better. They're not going to have the big bopper in Bryce Harper, but it's going to be better because they're going to do the little things, advanced runners. They're going to hit the cutoff, man. They're going to be better defensively. They're going to steal more bases. They're going to manufacture more runs. It's going to be interesting. That's what they're selling you. Is it going to happen? We don't know. That's yeah. why they played the game. Are you buying it? And if you're buying it, you're going over the 89 and a half wins. Casey. <laughs> I've already told you. You and I will have some sort of a wager on the Nats. Absolutely. Yeah. Just to keep us more more interested day to day. I need the daily sweat. I know how you are. Through the baseball season. I mean, you like to sit at a uh, poker table for seven hours. You definitely want to bet over in the the wind These are things that I like. I mean, what I do feel confident with the Nationals year in and year out, Rizzo assembles a really good team. Then it's a matter of what actually happens on the field. They had a really good team last year. If you looked at it on paper, they were one of the favorites last year. It just didn't work out. They had injuries. Down years. They did run into outs. They had bad outfield play from Bryce Division Harper. got better. Right. There were a lot of factors, and it was a disappointing year at, at the end of it. Hey, look, there's a lot of pressure on not just Davey Martinez, but there's a lot of pressure on Mike Rizzo. There's pressure on Mike Rizzo as a GM of this sure, team. definitely. For them finally I mean, to break through and do something in the playoffs. They've gone out and spent a lot of money on some of these, especially some of these pitchers. Yep. You know you, you know the money they spent on Max. You know the money they spent on Max or uh, Strasburg. Went Corbin. out and spent 140 million on Corbin. Yep. I mean, there's a lot of money tied up in those three guys. Let's go to Jason in Fredericksburg. What's up, Jason? You're all with the junks. Good morning. Hey, good morning, guys. Thanks for taking my call. Um, I think the guy that has to have a, a big year or a rebound year is going to be Ryan Zimmerman. Um, I, I think they just need normal production out of him, and I think they're going to be fine. When you look at, at what you're, you're losing out of Harper, I mean, JP, you just kind of said something that, that kind of struck me when you said they got to replace 35 home runs and 100 RBIs. You're talking about two numbers that Harper only did once in his career. He's only gone over, he's only hit more than 35 once, and last year was only his first season over 100 RBIs. So when you look at his averages, I mean, you're talking about replacing basically 28 home runs and maybe 80 RBIs. So if you get normal production out of Zimmerman, plus now you have two catchers who could, who could, I mean, replacing Matt Wieters is going to be easy because the guy did nothing. And if you can get a full season out of Adam Eaton, I think the production is going to be there. And I I think they're looking at 92, 93 wins. Playoffs are going to be easy for them. Oh, so you like over 89 and a half. Love it. Why don't you place a wager, my friend? Uh, maybe I keep getting skunked in daily fantasy, so we'll see. Right. Yeah, enjoy the club. Right. I mean, uh, Zimmerman last year played. Don't you guys know that all of the poker nerds of the past all moved over to daily fantasy, and it's the top two percent of people winning like a hundred percent of the pots. But JP, it's it still fun to dabble. I it's, understand. It's fun to dabble in poker and you're basically DFS. dreaming. Of course, By the unless way, last you're running year, 50 Zimmerman lineups. only played 85 games. He hit 13 bombs, 50 RBIs, and hit 260. The year before that, bomb year. 
36, 108, 300. I mean, you, you go back to 2014. You know, it was only in 61 games, 15, 95 games. So hopefully he can get back. That's the to, key. If he can be healthy. Can he if get he to can, 130, 135 games? I think that's exact that's like the sweet spot. Because if he gets to 135 games, he's gonna hit you 22 to 25 bombs. Right. right. He's consistent. What Rizzo would argue, and he did with us, is when you put the first baseman when you put Combined the first the baseman numbers. together. Right. And you you look at their numbers last year, and it was one of the actually the at the position they performed as one of the best in baseball. Collectively, I think Matt Adams, will, you know, from the left side, is going to give you, a, you know, if he's only going to play sixty games or so, he's still going to give you fifteen. Oh yeah, yeah. So I, I, I think that uh, I think if Zim can stay healthy, the guy makes a good point. I remember arguing a couple years ago. It's just platoon the guys, platoon them. I guess they don't really like to platoon. They like to have Matt Adams coming off the bench and then he'll get spot starts here and there. But but if he's hot, I'm playing him. Yeah. yeah. Let's go to Bob in Ashburn. What's up, Bob? Hey, how's it going, guys? Um, I think uh, Eaton's the key. Uh, I think he, he's so much right. We need a full season at him. You know, talking about manufacturer runs, a little bit of speed on the base pad, good defense. He's key to everything they want to do. If he goes down early, I think it, it's a big hit. And just real quick on Harper, yeah, he's gone, but we're going to miss him a lot. I know his production, maybe like the last caller was saying, you know, you're making up for it, but he's on base all the time. Everyone else is getting better pitches trying to do they need to pitch around Harper he's, he's on base all the time we're going to miss him a lot more than people are saying but I do think we're a good team um I the thing I'm scared about with them is being able to make the wild card another team I think that division is going to beat each other up so much that second wall you know getting a wild card out there may be it might be hard to get there sure. um I, that's what that's what I'm scared of. I think it, might, it may only be the division winner that makes that division. But uh, I do think the Nats are the deepest. They have the, the good pitching. I do think right now, if I had to put my money down, I would um, bet the over and cross my fingers that the Nats are the ones that win that division. And they're a 90-win team. Thanks, Bob. Reasonable call. And he brings up Bryce being on base all the time. Three seasons where he had over 100 walks. Yeah. Including last season where he only hit 250, and they still walked him a ton. He, he does get on base. Let's go to Roger in Arlington on line two. Roger, what's up? You're on with the Junkies. Hey, gents. You're doing a great job as always. Thank you. And uh, I, I guess I would put it in terms of wins above replacements. Um, is Martinez going to be, let's say, three, four wins above replacements better than last year? Um, now he's in his second year and he's emphasizing fundamentals. And the other win above replacements, I'm curious, as a thir- third third starter who could be a first starter how many war is corbin gonna be worth thanks guys yeah over geo yeah that's a good core a good point i don't know um i think i would think if he stays healthy he's he's at least three wins better than geo at least you know what they might do you think of max into strass and then into corbin who's a three they have Sanchez and Hellickson as their four or five. Both those guys aren't, generally speaking, big innings guys. We know what happens with Hellickson. He, he goes, through innings, the lineup, third. goes through the lineup twice, and then they have to take him out. That taxes the bullpen. I think they're maybe considering actually um, configuring the rotation where those guys aren't back-to-back. Because if they're back-to-back and they only go five innings each, then all of a sudden those relievers are really taxed. So they might shake it up where, yeah, Corbin's the third best, but maybe they but he, move him around a little bit. Really? I didn't see that. I guess that would make sense. 
I mean, we'll see how it happens. I know early in the season, they're not even going to get to a fifth starter for a while because there's so many days off. Yeah. I mean, Sanchez pitched pretty well yesterday, and he pitched, I'm going to say he pitched about six innings. Although I think he had several walks. Yeah, let's see what he did yesterday. Um, Sanchez was, yeah, he walked four, five and a third, two runs, two hits, four walks. How many Ks? Yeah, four. He's not a strikeout not bad. guy. But, um, yeah, I mean, there's, look, a lot of pressure on those top three, but there's certainly going to be pressure on four and five to get some wins. 